Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. I, I, think, I think we might want to rehearse that next week. <laughs> Spend a little bit of time, talk. <laughs> at least they love you guys. That's good. They do. They do. That's good. Hey, welcome to Lighthouse. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm lead pastor here. And uh, I am excited to finally be back, you know, on stage. We've been gone for a little while. And uh, we've had some great teachers the last few weeks from our teachers teaching team. And I'm excited about that. They did a wonderful job. I was able to listen to those messages. Um, But last week, week and a half ago now, uh, we were actually in Florida um, at a church planners conference, and it was super exciting to be there. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that, um, but I, I need to pray. We've got to pray for the, the service here real quick, and I'm going to pray for the offering too. So if you guys would pray with me, um, I'm going to pray for the offering. So God, we thank you for everything that you're doing already uh, in this building, Father. Um, just thank you for your presence And God, we thank you for the generosity of this church body. And Lord, I pray that you would just bless them for their sacrifice and give us wisdom to know how to best utilize your funds to further your kingdom, God. And Lord, I also pray that you would be with us during this message, Lord, as we uh, dream about 2019. And uh, I'm just excited about it. So help me to be able to communicate your vision. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for praying with me. So... Um, we were down in Florida, and it was, um, it was a little warmer there than it is here. So by the way, thank you guys so much for coming and braving this, this cold weather today. Um, tomorrow, I think it's negative 10 in the morning, something like that. So thank you, Lord, that that was shifted by a day. That's good. Anyway, um, so there were 17 vineyard churches that were started in 2019. And for whatever reason, they call a new church a church plant. Does anyone know why they call it a plant? Anyone? I, I don't know either. But that's what they call it. So everything is called church plants in the church world. So there were 17 new churches planted in 2018. And we were one of those churches, uh, Lighthouse Vineyard Church. And so we got to hang out with several of these new churches. Yeah. You have, a, you have an answer for me, yes. Hmm. I have to start with a seed of faith, yeah. It did take a lot of faith. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Thank you for that. Um, so anyway, we got to hang out with these church planters, and we also got to hang out with people who were considering starting a new church and uh, churches that were considering sending out churches. That was kind of the three tracks. And we were talking to some of the the church planners and heard some of their stories. And I'll tell you, church planning is really hard across the United States. Um, There was a couple that started a new church in Kentucky. I think it was Kentucky um, over Easter weekend. And they told a story of uh, during their Christmas series, they came to church They got everything set up, got the coffee going, ready for worship. And the only people that showed up were their four kids. It was just this couple and their four kids. 
And I'll tell you, and they're still pushing forward, you know, and, and doing church. And when I hear these stories, I just think about how blessed we are to, to be leading this, this church body. We're super blessed to be part of this. But let me give you a little bit of history. For those of you that, that don't know everything about what happened to start Lighthouse Vineyard Church, so I was on staff at the Vineyard Church in Mishawaka for 11 years. And about five or six years ago, God started speaking to my wife and I about starting a church in Elkhart. Um, we had talked to our lead pastor there, and we said, why don't we do a video campus from the Vineyard Church in Mishawaka in Elkhart? Because we, we lived in Elkhart County, and we were just had a heart for Elkhart. And um, things changed on staff. So we were actually making plans towards that. And then things shifted. And uh, we weren't able to start that, that video campus. And we felt like we needed to stay and just help out with uh, everything that was happening there. And so over the next five years, I was the executive pastor at the church. But our heart for Elkhart actually never changed. Uh, we just were like, we, we got to get a church over in Elkhart, a vineyard church over in Elkhart. And so um, in 2017, God uh, kind of reminded us of that dream that we had, that we had kind of put on a shelf. And we started praying about it again and, and saying, OK, God, do you want us to, to start this church? And so we prayed about it through all of 2017. And in the fall of 2017, we felt like God really confirmed that we were supposed to do this new church in Elkhart. And it was pretty scary. So we talked to our lead pastor, my boss, uh, Pastor Mark Pope of the Vineyard Mishwaka in December of 2017. And we began that process of rolling out the communication for us to leave that church and uh, start one here in Elkhart. So I was, I was off of staff there in May. We had our first preview campus uh, at the Concord Mall on a Sunday night on May 20th. That was our first uh, meeting. How many of you were at that service? I just want to see a show of hands. Quite a few of you. Wow, that's exciting. So um, that actually didn't crash and burn. So I thought, well, let's, let's go ahead and try this again. And so we scheduled another one on June 10th. And, uh, and people actually came back. I was so surprised, you know, that, wow, that people came back. And so we thought, this might actually work. Um, so we decided to start meeting every week on July 1st. We started meeting every Sunday night on July 1st and uh, went through the fall. And we're meeting at the Concord Mall this whole time. And then the Lord blessed us with this facility. And our first service here was on November 11th. Uh, that's when we had our first service here. And it's been super exciting ever since. I will tell you, though, um, uh, we've seen steady growth. And two weeks ago, two Sundays ago, we had our largest attendance, which was in the history of Lighthouse Vineyard Church, that short history that we have. Um, we had 145 people, total people, in the building two weeks ago. And that was super exciting. So I'll tell you, it's been quite a year, um, you know, just planting this church with seeds of faith. And, uh, and many of you have been along for the ride. Uh, I know many of you were at the mall. Many of you were here on November 11th when we started. I just want to say thank you for your support. I mean, there's been a lot of financial support, of course, uh, but serving on teams and words of encouragement and just being here. Man, we, we couldn't be doing this without you. And I wouldn't want to do it without you. So guys, thank you so much for your support. 
Uh, but today, today I get to start talking about uh, our vision for this next year, 2019. And I'm really excited about it because I feel like 2018 was just hard uh, for, for Rose and I. I mean, it was good, but it was really hard. And as I, as I look into 2019, I'm, I'm super excited. It's not that it's going to maybe not still be hard at times, but it's got a lot of excitement coming along with it. And here's a scripture that kind of drives me for today's service. It's just in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. And uh, I like the way it's, it's actually stated in the King James Version, where it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I can relate to that because I'm a goal oriented person, and I like to know where we're headed. Is there anyone like that? You just kind of like to know where we're going and, and not just, no, I don't need to know. I'm just going to keep my head down. Uh, I just, I like to see where we're going. I used to ask my dad questions all the time. He'd say, go cut a two by four this length. I'm like, why? <laughs> just go cut. I just want to know, dad, where's it going? <laughs> you know, it, was, it wasn't good. But anyway, I like to always know where we're headed. And so um, this past couple of weeks, while we were on vacation and at this retreat, I was just really pursuing God and asking him, okay, God, what do you want this to look like this next year? And Rose and I had lots of conversations about this. And uh, this is the scripture that, that God brought to me for uh, this year. It's Isaiah 54, verses 2 through 3. It says, enlarge the place of your tent Stretch your, curtains, your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. And so this is a, a, a verse, a scripture about growth, if you can kind of see that, about expansion. And um, as I was kind of seeking God on this, I know that many people have like a word for the year, right? You know, I know Rose, Rose's word for the year was courage, right? Um, I don't usually get a word for the year. I just kind of get like, here's all the things I want to accomplish. But as I was praying about the church, the, the word that came to me, and you can fill this in on your handout, Lyle's word for 2019 is more. More. Or you could write on there slash growth. You know, I think that's where we're headed, but more is kind of that word. So the, the title for today's message is Vision 2019, Making Room for More. Making Room for More. And so I'm going to give you four points on your handout. Lyndon taught uh, three weeks ago now uh, about setting goals and moving forward. And he broke them up into four categories, financial, physical, spiritual, and relational. And so I'm going to talk about the church uh, over 2019, kind of the vision for those four areas over the next 12 months. All right, so again, you can fill this in on your handout if you'd like. So I'm, I have these four areas. In 2019, we can make room for more financially by staying generous, by staying generous. That's your first fill-in. And I use the word staying on purpose because you guys have been incredibly generous. Man, um, starting a new church is expensive. There's a lot of startup costs, a lot of risks, and we have never gone without all the way through. You guys have met financially. Your giving has met all of the needs that we've had as a church, and that's super exciting. In fact, last weekend, 
Pastor Matt taught about being generous, and you guys responded with, I think it was like our third largest giving weekend of our short history. <laughs> so it was certainly the largest giving this year, uh, for sure. <laughs> but, but you guys are a super generous church, so I appreciate that. Um, we, I wanted to read something to you. We also have been generous outside the church as well. We adopted nine families from Concord Westside Elementary School across the street for Christmas. And uh, um, basically what we did was uh, we got, were given a family with kids and you all bought them gift, uh, Christmas presents and delivered the Christmas presents. And then the church gave each family a $100 gift card to Walmart so that they could kind of fill in what's missing for Christmas. And I've received two letters from Westside Elementary since then. Uh, the first one is from Gerard Donlin. He's the uh, principal. He says, Dear Lighthouse Vineyard Congregation, let me begin by welcoming you to our wonderful neighborhood. I thought that was nice. And he goes on and says, Our school, our staff, and especially our students, thank you for your generous gifts to our families most in need this holiday season. I heard recently that one of the parents stated, well, we're just not going to have Christmas this year. However, you have given this family the joy of Christmas and happiness for the children. Thank you so much for your kindness and helping our community. And then Marlette uh, Gomez-Wengard is the social worker there. She's the one I worked with most closely. She sent an email to me um, just last week and said, Clint, I just wanted to thank you and your congregation again for the amazing generosity you gave to our students. As we start school back up, students are sharing what a positive experience this Christmas was for them. I heard from a teacher today that said her student shared that this was his first time having a Christmas tree in their home. We take that for granted, don't we? Stockings with candy and how excited he was to get some Legos. A million thanks, Marlette. Way to go, church body. Way to go. That's just super exciting for me. Um, as, as many of you know, we set aside 10% of all the giving that you give towards the church to the general fund for outreach and missions. And last year, we gave away almost $3,000, $2,933.18 to be exact. Uh, that went to the Faith Mission. We bought them some groceries. Retta, Reason Enough to Act, which is a crisis pregnancy center in Elkhart. Servants of the Streets, we bought them. Again, a lot of groceries there as well. They are a ministry for those with addictions. And then, of course, the Adopt-A-Family gift cards. And that was really exciting. But um, we actually set aside $11,450. So we haven't given it all away yet. We still got some work to do. Uh, last week, Pastor Matt talked about joyful sacrifice, and I called you Pastor Matt. You like that? Yeah. You're... <laughs> you probably have to do that one day. Anyway, um, if we want more in 2019, he says we need to give more. We just need to give more. And the scripture that he referenced was Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So as a church, I want to press in. You know, I don't want to just have just barely enough. I want to give 
abundantly because God will bless us with that same measure. And so um, we're going to have to do that this next year. We have to, like all that extra funds, I, I don't want that just sitting in our bank account. I want to give it away. So we're going to work a little harder on doing that. And just so you know, it's difficult to give it away responsibly, just, just so you all know, <laughs> to be honoring with, with uh, your sacrifice and to give it to those that are most in need. It's not easy to do that. And so, but we're going to take even more energy and effort to find those appropriate places to give your money away this next year. I'm committed to that. And as we give more, I believe our church will even bless more as well. But it's the same for you. As you give, I mean, I'm just encouraged to give generously, all right? I mean, don't just give barely enough. Give generously. And we're going to give you opportunities here at the church to give beyond your tithes and offerings. Well, there'll be some special giving opportunities this next year that will help us as a church be more generous, but it will also help you as an individual to become more generous. And we do have one I'm going to mention today. So here is our team of 14 people that are headed to Costa Rica in two weeks. Two weeks from today, they will actually be in Costa Rica. Look at those smiling faces. <laughs> Most of them don't know what they're doing, you know, what they're getting themselves into. It's going to be great. Anyway, um, if you give towards outreach and missions, whether it's in the envelope or online, in the next week or two, um, we will send that money with them. So it'd be helpful if you did it in the next week so that we can cut the check and do all those things. But whatever you give over the next week, we're going to just send that with them. And they will take it down with them. And they will buy things for the people that they meet that are most in need. Because Again, we have met people who are in need here in America, but I can tell you there are people that are really, really, really in need in Costa Rica that they're going to be running into. And so if you guys give, this is a special opportunity for you. Every dollar you give, we're going to send with them over the next week, and uh, they will take down to Costa Rica, and we'll get a report on where all of those funds went. All right, so uh, 2019, we can make room for more financially by staying generous, Okay. Now, number two, in 2019, we can make room for more physically by considering others. Physically by considering others. So here's a, a section of verses that drive me on this. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others or consider others, is another interpretation of that, above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of of others. And our, so our church has grown. It's been a wonderful thing. Um, I just love to see that. I love to see church growth. And my hope is that we continue to grow as a church, but we will need to make room for the new person if we're going to do that. We're going to need to make room for the new person. So I read a, a report from churchleaders.com that said in America, only about 20% of the population of America is in church regularly or in church on any given Sunday. Okay, 20% of the population. So I took a look at the population of the city of Elkhart. And uh, the population as of 2017 was 52,558. So if these statistics hold true, then today, right now, in the city of Elkhart, there are about 10,511 people sitting in church. All right, 10,511 people in our city sitting in church. I think that's pretty great, you know? That's pretty awesome. 
It's pretty exciting. But it also means that there are 42,046 people who are not in church today. 42,000 of our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers that are not in church today. So I also then looked at the population of Elkhart County, which is 205,032 people. So throughout Elkhart County, give or take a little, depending on the statistics and also the weather, right? But there are roughly 41,000 people that are sitting in church. Man, I think that's great. Really do. But it also means there are 164,025 people that are not in church today and, and probably don't attend a church And I'll tell you, if they're not in church, or if they don't go to church, there's probably a pretty good chance that they don't have a relationship with Christ. And if they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that means they're probably not going to spend eternity in heaven. Right? And guys, we got to make room for more. There are people that are on their way to hell in our city, in our county, tens of thousands of people. And we got to make room for more. I mean, we're a small church. You know, we can't make a huge impact, but we can make an impact for your neighbor. We can make an impact for your coworker, for your family member. But it's going to take us making room for more. Personally, we have to do that. We have to consider others above ourselves. So I have a, a five ways that you can consider others practically this next year. Number one is to invite a friend. Invite a friend. And I will tell you, now that we're on Sunday mornings, uh, you guys are probably seeing it too. When you invite someone, they actually come. You notice that? More, they're more likely to come. And I've also seen that if they do come, they're more likely to come back, which has been super exciting. It was hard. Sunday nights were hard. So, but now... We have that opportunity. So there may be people that you invited last year when we were at the mall and they thought you were part of some type of freak cult or something like that. But now that you're in a church, you know, they may actually come. You can say, hey, we're actually in a church building now. So re-invite them. You know those Facebook posts that you did last year and nobody responded to? Well, they might respond this year because it's on Sunday mornings. We're kind of legit now. Um, <laughs> I do love that Seth Berkey, he's actually serving in uh, children's ministry, he posted this on Facebook. He says, 2019 goal, bring, bring 12 people to Lighthouse Vineyard Church, one per month. Should be easy, right? I'm coming for you. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> right. Well, he's uh, brought someone every week since. All right, so he's up to three already. That's what we need to, need to do. And I would say it's more than invite, it's bring you know, bring them to church or bribe them. You know, say, hey, we'll go out for lunch afterwards. I'll buy you lunch. It's worth it, guys. If they find Christ as their Lord and Savior and they spend eternity in heaven because you bribed them with Chipotle, it's worth it. Guys, it's worth it. So let's fill this place up, all right? Um, number two is say hi to someone new. 
Okay, when, we're, when you come to church and you see someone new, go, go say hi to them. Introduce yourself. You guys were all new at one time. You remember that. The first time you walk into this church and you don't know people or it's just kind of that weird place. Uh, so if you're not bringing a friend, say hi to someone who did bring a friend, okay? That's just, that's just part of what we need to do. Say hi to someone new. Make them feel welcome. Number three is park in the back, all right? Park in the back. We have a big parking lot. But if you're part of the church family, guys, just go ahead and park way out there, all right? Let the best parking places be for those who need them, the physically disabled, but also for all of our newcomers. You know, don't make them park way out in the back. Let's go ahead. Let's be self-sacrificing, considering others, and park in the back row. In the same way, let's sit in the front, all right? So if this is your church body, if this is your church home, we have some empty seats right up here. Rose actually smells good. You can actually sit there. It's not a bad thing. Because newcomers, newcomers don't want to be marched up to the front and sat in the front row. You know what that means? That means that they're one-time comers. That's what it means. You know, If they get put in the front row, they're probably not going to come back. That's too awkward for them. So let's sit up front. Let's at least sit in the first, you know, six rows. Let's pack them in. Let's sit close to people so that we have plenty of room in the middle to back where our newcomers like to sit. And then number five is to serve on a team. This is a way that we consider others. So there's a good chance that in this year, in 2019, that we're going to add a second service, okay? And I will tell you, I am excited about the opportunity to add a second service. There, there's lots of reasons why. One of them is because I get a second chance to preach a message, because sometimes I really screw it up the first time, you know? <laughs> and so I get that, oh, I get to redeem it. So if you want a more polished message, just so you know, come to the second service. I'm just warning you now. Um, <laughs> Anyway, but, you know, but it's nice to have like two shots at it. And it's nice for the worship team to have two shots at it. It's nice for the, the, the prayer team, all of them to have two shots at it. But it's also nice for us who you know, are coming to the church because if you have a, a family lunch after church, you can come to the first service, you know, and go to the family lunch on time. Or if you're a millennial and you like to sleep in, you can come to the late service you know, it's kind of nice to do that as well. Uh, it just gives more options. But mainly the reason I would like to add a second service is for children's ministry. Because right now, if you serve in children's ministry, you miss, you miss the service. You miss the whole service. And, um, and if, they, if we have two services, they can serve in one and then attend one. And I feel so much better about that, giving them an opportunity to not have to miss a service just because they're serving in children's ministry. But if we're going to add a second service down the road, we need to fill up all of our teams in abundance now. Okay, that means if we're going to have a second service, we need more greeters, we need more ushers, we need more coffee team members, we need more of all of the different teams. Okay, children's ministry for sure. Okay, and right now we have seven holes. We, we need seven more people to fill up our children's ministry team today. So we have lots of places to serve available. So if you're serving on a team and you have more capacity, I'd invite you just plan on serving on a second team, at least for a season. You know what I mean? To, to help us out. And if you're not serving on a team and you consider this your church home, hey, it's time to brush off the dust and you know, get ready to start serving because we want to consider others. It's real easy to serve on a team. All you got to do is fill out the connect card, just check the box. 
um, turn it into the offering box, and we'll contact you and get you on a team. But we need everyone serving on teams so that when a new person comes, children's ministry is fully staffed. There's actually coffee. Someone's at the front door holding it. You know, all those things are really, really important. So uh, consider serving on a team. And by the way, one of the ways we're going to make a little more room in the auditorium is um, we're going to have children's ministry up through the third grade actually go right to their classroom from the very beginning. Some of the younger ones have been in here during worship, and then they are dismissed. Um, but up through third grade, we're going to actually do worship in their classroom while we're doing worship. And that'll free up about 10 seats or so. So that'll help us out to have a little more room in here. So that, by the way, that shift is happening in two weeks. If you're a parent of a child who is usually in here uh, during worship up through the third grade, um, we'll actually be checking them in right into the classroom um, in two weeks. OK, so that's how we can uh, make more room physically, is by considering others. Two more. In 2019, we can make room for more spiritually by personally Pressing in, personally pressing in. I'll tell you, I want more in 2019 of what God has for me. You know, I want to dive in more. I want, I want to hear his voice more. I want to see him working through me more. You know, but it's going to take me pressing in. And honestly, guys, I want God to work through you more. I want you guys to experience more of God in 2019 as well. But this is a verse that drives me. It's in Philippians 2.12. It says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And this verse has always kind of driven me to the fact that my spiritual walk is my responsibility. You know, it's my job to press in, to push forward, to take hold of that that God has for me. He has so much for each one of us. And so even as a church, we're going to try to press in a little bit more. During this song, that last song, we, uh, the, the miracle song, that's what we did. We pressed in and said, hey, God, we're going to ask for some miracles. You know, we have a, we have a prayer team that is believing in miracles. They're here on Thursday nights interceding for this church. And by the way, you guys are welcome to come. That's an open prayer time. If you ever want to come at 7 o'clock on Thursday nights, we just pray for the church. We've been doing that long before the church even started, but just interceding and praying. But we are, as a prayer team, we are pressing in and asking God for more because we want to see it. We want to expect it. We're also going to be doing some more Holy Spirit nights. Uh, we had a more Holy Spirit night of prayer and prophetic uh, moving and worship um, last month. And it was, a, it was a night where we just, as a church body, were pressing in and saying, God, we want everything that you have for us. And God met us with it. As the scripture says, you have not because you ask not. Well, 2019, we're going to be asking, right? We're going to ask for more. And I want you guys to be asking for more, more for you personally, more for your family, but also more for the church. I want us to pray big prayers in 2019. You know, wouldn't it be cool if this was the year that that one family member actually came to church? Wouldn't it be cool if this was the year that we actually discovered our spiritual gifts and started using them? 
Wouldn't this be exciting if that coworker or that neighbor finally finds Jesus as their Lord and Savior? I think those things are out there for us, guys. But we have to press in. We have to push for it. We have to take hold of it. Um, so this year, let's make a commitment to personally press in individually and then also press in with us as a church. Let's pray big prayers. Let's read our Bibles every day. I mean, not a verse. Let's read our Bibles every day. Let's just, just commit to it. Commit to attending church every week. Just being part of the body on a weekly basis. Go to those extra worship and Holy Spirit nights that we would be having here at the church. And, and then even beyond Lighthouse Vineyard Church, we had several Lighthouse Vineyard Church members that went to the Vineyard Church in Mishawaka's recent worship night. They called it Awaken. And I just want you guys to know as the lead pastor, it's okay. You can go to those things, all right? I'm not going to see you on Facebook and go, why did you go to that? <laughs> I only want you to find God in this building, not in that building. Hey, we're, hey, we're a startup church. We, we can only do so much, right? We can only have so many events. We only have so many volunteers. So if you see a Bible study, a worship night, a healing night, somewhere good in the community, go. Take your friends. All right? It's okay to do that. In fact, um, I think the Vine in, in Goshen is having a worship night here in the next month or two. I don't have the date on it. Um, but we might announce that here as a church and just go storm the building, you know, and say, hey, Lighthouse is in the house, right? Um, but we want... <laughs> Did you like that, Alan? Lighthouse is in the house. Um, but let's all press in. Let's be committed to pressing in, you know, personally, spiritually. Let's do those things. All right, and then the last thing uh, today, in 2019, we can make for... Make room for more relationally by opening up, opening up. See, I recognize that we live in a pretty closed society. Um, it's just kind of our culture. It's how we're uh, growing up anymore. It's how we're being conditioned. I personally prefer a drive-through versus going in, right? A gas station, you pay at the pump instead of having to talk to anyone on the inside, on the inside of the gas station. Um, the self-checkout aisle, you know, prefer that. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have those young adults who prefer texting over phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> right? But you know, all of Jesus' ministry was done face-to-face. -face. It just was. That's how he did it. So if we're going to make an impact, we're going to have to open up a little bit. Uh, we're going to have to be more relational. Individually, as a church, we're going to, going to need to do that as well. Um, I'm going to start talking about that next week. We have a new series that's coming. Um, but anyone remember uh, the TV series Family Ties? Anyone remember that? The Keatons, right? <laughs> so our graphics team put together this image just so that you guys remember it.
This is our, this is our leadership team, our stage team. So you got Lyndon over here. Rose is up there. I'm in the middle. Matt, you look good as a blonde. Got Krista down here, and I love Tony. Little, little Tony. So cute. But actually, our, our message series is called Family Ties, Biblical Characteristics That Connect Us. All right, so that's going to be our next series. I know. That's, that's seared in your minds, I know, right now. I know. Family ties, biblical characteristics that connect us. So uh, I'll introduce it next week. But the idea is that I would love our church body to start acting more like a family. All right? And we're going to take a look at the, the, the first church body in the book of Acts. I'm going to see the different things that they did and the characteristics that they had that had them united as that church family. So we're going to talk about that and press into that as a church body as well. So that's coming next week. You don't want to miss that. All right, so to end, we're going to do things a little bit different. Krista, I'm going to invite you to come on up here and play the keys. But I would like us to take, you know, three to five minutes or so and pray for the church for 2019, okay? And so all you need to do is just get into groups of three or four or five, something like that. And not everybody has to pray. But if you guys would just go ahead and stand up, everybody stand up. And just in, around you, just gather in groups of, you know, three, four or five, something like that. And let's take some time and just pray for our church. And then I will come back up here and close. But if you guys would go ahead, let's go ahead and take some time and pray. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.